listening to What the Truck. Big day at my house, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Big dude. day. <laughs> like Troll World's Tour, Scoob is coming to On Demand, and as Freightways founder and CEO Craig Fuller tweeted, so far in May, nationwide box office receipts have generated just 242000 A year ago last May, nationwide box office generated over a billion dollars. Jinkies. <laughs> Zoik Scoob, that's a lot of ham sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a Scooby-Doo lifer, man. Uh, uh, partial to the original Where Are You Run, but there's uh, there's some good movies, too, like Zombie Island, Witch's Ghost, True. AM- AMC Be Damned. I'm, I'm all in for our new streaming overlords. I like these uh, these theater movies coming right to my, my home. I, I love it too. And hey, Trolls uh, World Tour was, was was awesome. I'm looking forward to Scooby Doo. But you know, do you think we're going to find out that Mr. Weathersby is behind this whole COVID nineteen uh, conspiracy? Yes, and uh, we would have got away with it too if it wasn't for those meddling kids. <laughs> All right, this week's exactly that's this, awesome. This week's What the Truck is sponsored by HubTech. HubTech just launched Tabby, a new task automation bot that helps you focus on what matters. To learn more, go to HubTech.com. Let's get to the headlines. Hub. Yeah, let's get it. All right. Well, this is a bad one. Another Amazon worker has died as the company faces increasing pressure to release COVID-19 infection numbers. That's right. George Lee, who worked out of the AMP, Amazon's Bethpage New York Distribution Center, he died of COVID-19 on April 9th. Lee was a 59-year-old sorting associate and trainer. The last day he worked was March 28th. Uh, in a statement, Lisa Lewandowski said, we are saddened by the loss of the associate who had worked at our site in Bethpage, New York. His family and loved ones are in our thoughts. Yeah. On his last day, Lee had allegedly told a manager that he was feeling fatigued, Dooner. And on April 9th, things declined rapidly for him. And he went to the hospital where he died shortly uh, after being admitting. And uh, Lee's passing marks the sixth known case of an um, Amazon worker who has died from the virus following reports of deaths in Jeffersonville, Indiana, Waukegan, Illinois, Staten Island, New York, Hawthorne, California, and Tracy, California as well. Nice. And it looks like we're back up on, on LinkedIn. So that's good, oh, good. news. That is Excellent. some good news. Yeah. Uh, this comes as officials put pressure on Amazon to release infection numbers. Employees have been keeping their own unofficial tallies. Some saying that there have been as many as 900 infections across Amazon's 175 warehouses. Meanwhile, on 60 Minutes, Dave Clark, Amazon's senior vice president of operations, he said he did not know the total number of coronavirus infections at the company saying, I don't have that right, that number right on me. At this moment, because it's not a particularly useful number, uh, I think some associates may disagree. One of them is Jean-Francois Barreau. He's a worker employed at an Amazon warehouse in France. He told the New York Times, the only way to push Amazon to action is through confrontation. We're working in conditions that pose a risk to our safety. Workers' voices must be heard. So uh, this one continues, right? Yeah, it does. It sounded like a uh, sorry, Senator, I do not recall type of uh, answer. But wh- why? Why not? Uh, know the numbers. Why isn't that a useful number? I think it would be extremely useful. I, th- it does seem uh, like an insensitive thing for someone in his position to to say in light of what the context yeah. of the conversation was. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, even if the rates are down, it's really not a head. You got to show some type of empathy and concern for the employees, I would think. Especially when but, they're saying it's a useful number because they'd like to know just how at risk they are, you know. Uh, absolutely. Speaking of controversial things, FMCSA, they issued their final driver hours of service rule. 
Let's see if everyone's happy. The Federal Motor Carry Safety Administration issued its long-awaited final rule on changes to drivers' hours of service. Regulations today with four key provisions it asserts will increase driver flexibility and get this, generate $274 million in cost savings for the U.S. economy. Yeah, that's a lot of ham sandwiches too, Duner. Uh, <laughs> so the final rule generated over 8,000 comments, right, while it was being considered as a preliminary proposal. Um, so uh, the final rule, the changes are, are, are this, Duner. So it increase, uh, increase safety and flexibility for the 30-minute uh, break rule by requiring a break after eight hours of consecutive driving and allowing the break to be satisfied by a driver using on-duty not driving status rather than off-duty status, modify the sleeper berth exception to allow drivers to split their required 10 hours off-duty into two periods, an 8-2 split or a 7-3 split. Neither period will be counting against the driver's 14-hour driving window. Modify the adverse driving conditions exceptions by extending by two hours the maximum of window during which driving is permitted and change the short haul exception available to certain commercial drivers by lengthening the driver's maximum on duty period of 12 to 14 hours and also the distance in air miles from 100 to 150 air miles. Yeah, the 230-page, pretty long, right? 230-page final rule is scheduled to go into effect 120 days after it's published by the Federal Register. However, road safety advocates have vowed to challenge the FMCSA's changes in federal court, which could effectively delay rollout to these changes. And uh, this is a topic that's still open for a lot of debate, especially uh, in our comment section. We get to comment section rodeo. We'll hear some opinions from some of our readers on what exactly they think of this ruling. By the way, Amanda Miller, she says money doesn't buy class. Chris Jolly said just dropping a uh, Dexter SC furlough says this should have been a no brainer and hazard pay automatically. Unless uh, without discussion, um, Chris Jolly says, thank God it's Friday. Looking forward to another great show, Dooner and the Dude. Hello, all of you. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, here Hello, is, everybody. Here's a little bit of good news. Consumer confidence it was estimated to be at 65, but it came in at 73.7, right? According to CNBC, the University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Index came in at 73.7 for May. That's up from 71.8 in April and well above the Dow Jones estimate of 65, and uh, Richard Curtin, he's a chief economist for Surveys of Consumers, he says in a statement, the CARES relief checks improve consumers' finances and widespread price discounting boost their buying attitudes. Yeah, and that's fairly good news, right? Because the consumer is going to drive this recovery in 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 many in many ways, and we're seeing that in outbound tender volumes that are increasing, right? And then as industry starts to ramp up, that's that's uh, good news. I'm glad to see that the consumer sentiment index actually rose instead of dropping to a 65, which they thought it was. But one last thing, Dooner, Freightwaves yeah. has partnered with Overhaul, a SaaS platform for real time supply chain visibility and risk management. To produce a complimentary white paper that provides pharmaceutical shippers with information on the threats to look out for and steps to mitigate their risk. The white paper, titled Command and Control for Pharmaceutical Logistics, can be found on FreightWaves.com under the Resource tab. So go to FreightWaves.com, check the Resource tab, go under White Papers. I think it's the second one down. 
And going back to that last story, one thing I'd like to say is that you can kind of tell consumer confidence is up because it's hard to get a lot of things. It's hard to get exercise equipment. It's uh, it's hard to get video game consoles, like all of those those in home goods that people the the self care kind of stuff that people are buying now that they're they're still stuck in quarantine for a while. Uh, it's becoming harder and harder to pick that stuff up. But you know what? I picked up something for for you, dude. And it's uh oh for me. Yes, it's the world's smallest all valley karate trophy for doing a great job on that last read. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! <laughs> hey, should we make all, all, val- all valley trophy? That, that is that's thank you, Daniel Son. Isn't it amazing how big of a deal they made of that karate tournament in uh in Karate Kid? It was like the biggest thing going on. <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody in that entire area there. That was the biggest event. I, is that karate tournament? I miss sports though, dude. I would watch the All Valley if it was uh, if it was raging on right now. Absolutely. I would I'd be watching it as well. There's no sports and nothing. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'd be watching it for sure. <laughs> want to call Todd Fain, president at Recon Logistics? Let's see what he's up to. Let's get that dialed up for... Five, count five, five, two minutes. Todd Fain is going to talk about small and medium-sized 3PLs getting innovative during COVID-19, current events and strategies for helping small to medium-sized shippers Get through the freight gap. Todd, thank you for joining Dooner and the Dude on What the Truck. Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me okay? Of course I can. You're welcome to the show, Todd. You are from Greenville, South Carolina area, so you must know this. You must know about the Greenville Drive, right? They're a Class A affiliate of the Boston Red Sox, where I'm from. Their stadium was designed to echo many of the features of Fenway Park, home of the parent club, and they even have a a baby green monster out there. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of the Boston Red Sox. My wife's family actually is from Massachusetts. So a big shout out to everybody up there at Beantown. <laughs> that 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 is that that is awesome. You know, I was a big Mud Hens fan. I, I lived oh. in uh, Toledo, Ohio, for quite a while, and that's many people don't know that from Mash. That's where Klinger uh, was from, and Tony Paco's right there by the stadium. But, uh, <laughs> anyways, Todd. So let's get into this a, a, a little bit. Your website says not a freight broker in big bold letters we offer complete transparency transparency has been a big topic lately how have you leveraged this to your advantage during this time right now well that's a great question uh and you'll you'll find out and i'm sure you'll like it that recon was founded in cleveland ohio so we ah, have a lot in common sweet. with both of you guys <laughs> so yeah <laughs> Hey, wait, so is my well, shirt. Nine Inch Nails was founded in Cleveland, Ohio, too. You know, Cleveland Sneaky has a lot going for it, other than maybe the, the Browns. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was even thinking Lance Healy may bring me in with his harmonica skills. So. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you, you caught that, didn't you? Uh, he, he, I had him on radio, too, and I was hoping he would do a, an encore, but he didn't bring it with it. He had it teed up for Freight Waves Live at Home. It was great stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Do you play, so, Todd? So do you look, play an guys, instrument? No, but I have drank plenty of whiskey sitting beside him at the bar. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, excellent. Hey, Todd, Todd, for those who are a uh, small to mid-sized 3PL, the, the vulnerability for overall organizations in this car- current environment is quite large, especially if they don't have the right freight mix, the right lanes, the right clients. How do you guys help out with that? You know, that's a great question. Dinner. I mean, we do a lot for uh, the small mid-sized shippers. We focus on those guys because when, Hank Newman, our CEO and founder, actually started the company. It was really based on transparency, and technology was such a key 
wanted to make sure that small to mid-sized shippers had access to that, and not just your Fortune 500 company. And so what we've done and what we've kind of shifted, and everybody knows what's going on out there in the industry, is probably the week before COVID started and we started seeing news and things going on, our entire company actually started working from home just to test it out. And a tribute to the recon employees during this time, we were actually implementing a large manufacturer with over 100 locations. And we were actually able to do that over the internet, via web, via Zoom, and got them up and running with no hitches. Wow, that's tremendous stuff. So, uh, Todd, uh, back to the original. So, how have you? How have you? Uh, I think we got off track a little bit there, but the so the transparency in the, is 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 obviously a huge topic. And you talked about it providing it for the little guy with the large guy. See, you're providing it. So, is, is that the leverage? And what have you seen so far since you know we've seen this huge uptick in in uh, March? Obviously, the large spike in uh, tender volumes, uh, and then it's kind of fallen off. And now we're starting to see this seemingly another spike that's coming on. And I'd love to hear your perspective of what you're seeing in there, both really from truckload and LTL, because you're servicing both, right? Yeah, that, that's correct. We're servicing both. Uh, I think it was Bill Drigger from Uber, Uber Freight last week sometimes said that pricing transparency eases marketplace friction. And so our when we started and what we do is transparency really is the key. Because, you know, you, you're seeing brokers gouging, price gouging. And let's be honest, that's happened in the industry for a while. But now it's got a big spotlight on it because we're going through the pandemic. And what we've seen is we had a big uptick, just like everyone else did. And then it started dropping. We've dropped around 20 to 30% right in line with the LTO carriers, truckload carriers. We've seen it smooth out some, but it's much more of a U than a V. And we're starting to see that slowly come back. I think my biggest concern is, it's really almost taken a full quarter out of the supply chain. And so we're going to have to deal with that. Hey, Todd, what did that look like in real time? In March, we saw that big freight spike and then the cliff that it fell off. It was very rapid. What does that look like on your end of the equation? Yeah, so March started. March had a big spike. April was the lowest. We dropped down close to 29%. Now we started moving back up in May. We're getting closer to 2018, 19. So we're starting to see that pick back up. You know, you were talking uh, last week on a bear and a bull uh, because Craig Fuller and I share the same hairdresser. My heart says, <laughs> that, my heart says that it's it's bull, but the data junkie in me says it's a bear. So I think it's going to be slow. It's going to start coming back eventually, but we're starting to see that on a day to day basis. That, that's very interesting. And so from an LTL perspective, did you see specific things remain online and, and go away? Was there, was there anything of, of note there, specific markets? Yeah, so, so we, we are fortunate that we have, you know, a lot of customers in a lot of different markets. And we had uh, a number of customers that helped manufacture the sanitizers and the protective gear. And so we saw that go up. But what was unique is our customers, we start seeing a lot of different customers doing things where they wouldn't allow certain LTL carriers on, on the lot. They had to wear masks. Some even want to start checking their temperatures. And so we had to kind of funnel through those things and, and educate them and work with the carriers out there uh, across the country. Hey, Todd, you're in South Carolina. What is the overall sort of, what's the mood surrounding coronavirus, the public? Are people 
going back out into society right here in Hamilton County in Tennessee. A lot of people are trying to, and it's kind of at odds with some ordinances. You're seeing people going to a ton of the lakes and stuff, but then you're seeing, you know, police are not seeing all the social distancing. What is uh, what's up in South Carolina? Uh, South Carolina, folks are actually getting out, starting to move around. Uh, not as quick as Georgia. I was in Georgia last weekend. I'm a motorcyclist, and, you, and we all know that Georgia opened up. And, man, it was it was humming down in Georgia. So we're probably about a week or two behind Georgia, but we're starting to get some movement. We're, we're able this weekend to start going into restaurants, you know, all those social distancing. So we're starting to open up here. That's good. I hope it goes. I hope it goes very, very well. And speaking of, and and as we're talking about opening up, and we talked about the cliff, and 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 now the the rise that's going on right now. Do you think that's uh, sustainable? I mean, everybody thinks there's going to be stutters and stuff like that, but or a, you know, W shape type of recovery, which I think is is likely. The driving force really is 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 obviously consumer uh, consumer sentiment and 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 industry coming back on, but you. See see things like you know you've got the choke on on air cargo with the capacity constraints and, and not being able to handle all that and a huge spike in in pricing to move air freight into the United States and then you see that imports have basically fallen off another cliff and are back down to those those uh, uh, lunar new year or Chinese new year uh, levels or or below does that show us a wave that we're going to see things kind of slow down now or is consumer sentiment and the uptick and startup of industry going to kind of uh, smooth out that bottom drop in, in in volumes what's your thoughts on that you know, I, I think what you're going to see is you're probably going to see a W, you know, with it going up and down. I think what's going to come into play that's really the big unknown is the American population and how hard we want to strive to get it going back again. I think the thing that you look at is you got some folks in our country that have become very complacent during this, kind of <laughs> sitting at home, just kind of hunkered down. But I think there's a large majority of us, because that's what America's built on, wants to get the country up and running going again. And so I think we'll start seeing that. We'll have some hiccups, but I think this time next year we'll have this behind us. Hey, Todd, if people want to reach out and learn more, where do they go? Absolutely. ReconLogistics.com, or you can contact me direct. I love talking to everybody. Uh, <laughs> Tfane at ReconLogistics.com. And so we welcome anyone who has any questions. Just give us a call, look us up, and we'll do whatever we can to help them out. Th- thanks for joining me, man. Go Sox. Take it easy. Hey, thank you, guys. Take it easy. Thanks. Thanks, Todd. Yeah, man. He, he was a great guest and uh, really up on our content, too. Sometimes we'll have a, a guest and I'm like, I don't know if they ever watched this show before, but he is, uh, <laughs> he, he, knew, he knew he was just referencing Freight Waves Live at Home left and right. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really was. He even uh, picked up on the uh, hair uh, and nail salon comment that Zach used <laughs> to turn the tide there in the great debate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a couple comments, too. Speaking of comments, John Calloway says, please send me your hat, Dooner. Um, I'll tell you where you can get it. If you go, Spirit Halloween. That's where I got it. Go, so go on their, their website. You can find some of no, my... I, I, I think he wants that hat. I oh, think my he wants it signed one? and... Yeah. All right. Well, maybe, maybe we can make that happen. Maybe we'll do a giveaway. <laughs> Josh Holbrook says, Nine Inch Nails, shout out to a, fe- a, f- uh, a fellow nail head. Yeah, absolutely. Brother, we're, uh, that's no terrible lie. <laughs> yeah, right on. H- Haley Wilson said that intro gets her so hyped. Yeah. Mark Wilson says, SC is open for business. My parents are in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And Amanda Miller says, Georgia is the canary in the coal mine. Speaking of Myrtle Beach, we used to have a... Uh, 
a vacation house down there and we'd go every April and we would drive all the way from Boston. And it would take like 14 hours or however long. And the, the only good thing about that drive is all the Pedro billboards, you know, south of the border. I don't know if you've ever done that drive, Vincent. I have not made that drive. No. Do no. it just for the Come Pedro. A different route. Came a different route from Ohio. Do it for the Pedro billboards. <laughs> it's a real dump though. You like it'll it'll promote you'll like you'll see south of the border for for miles and miles and miles. Like it's like 300 miles out. So when you're a kid like the whole way there you're like, "Wow, this place must be awesome." And you know, hours take forever when you're a little kid, especially in a car. And then you get there and it's just like it's it's a dump. Yeah, cuz you're in the back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never I never made it to there. I've been to Myrtle Beach though, but taking a different route. I guess we never hit Pedro's. All right, now we're going to call Carly Reeves, AVP Marketing at Triumph Pay. Uh, we got we got three guests from here who are talking about what they're doing, getting PPE yeah. to the front lines. Let's dial her up first. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging oh, system. Oh, no! <laughs> we got to... <laughs> four, four, zero, three, three, nine, Leave five, message, two, five, two. Is not available. All right. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. We'll do it. Hey, Carly Ann, this is Dooner and the Dude on What the Truck. We're calling you up to talk about what Triumph Pay is doing in terms of donating that $75,000 towards the purchase of masks and sanitizer for drivers. Oh, and you know what? I think she's hitting me up on the other line. There you go. I bet let's, she uh, is. Let's, let's bring it up. Hey, Carly Ann, I was, we were just talking your voicemail. This is Dooner and the Dude on What the Truck. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I tried to take it off of Do Not Disturb, so I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh, I'm with you. This happens to me all the time. Like I was trying to, I was trying to get some insurance things settled up yesterday, and uh, I kept having phone tag on my iPhone with the broker. My ringer was turned on, everything. But every time I look over to my my phone, like I look away for ten minutes, I would look back, and there'd be another voicemail. It just wouldn't ring. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. So. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. We introduced a little bit. We were talking about how Triumph Pay, uh, what are you guys doing in terms of donating this $75,000 towards the purchase of mask and sanitizer for drivers? Yeah, sure. So uh, we are partnering with Navistar International Trucks and um, our partner, Triumph Business Capital. Um, each of us put in $25,000 to get hand sanitizer and masks out to carriers right now. Um, who are in need and that that's all really because of Ingrid Brown um I met her via LinkedIn and her and I got to talking and uh heard some really great stories and some really sad stories and and knew that we needed to jump in and help um and from there everybody kind of mobilized really quickly to get this effort going isn't Ingrid great? We've had her on this show multiple times she's kind of like our Michael Vincent's eyes and ears on the road right dude yeah, Dion, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And she's inspirational, too. I mean, she's she's doing some good. I mean, look, you, she she caused this to happen. It's really, really good stuff. And it, you, you guys are doing great things right there. Can you tell how are these things going to be distributed? Where are they move it through? You got any other details on this, how this is working, this $75,000? Yeah. So um, I believe that you're you're talking to Matthew, who's my counterpart, counterpart over at Navistar Next. Um, he can give more detail on that. Um, but okay. basically, uh, those those supplies uh, are going out to service centers, um, and you know, uh, carriers, truckers, drivers can go and grab them, um, and they'll have access to masks and hand sanitizer that we sent out. Uh, it was a few different pallets. I think all in all, we got six thousand eight ounce bottles of hand sanitizer out and six thousand masks. Out. Wow! Um, Little hey, so, hold on a yeah. second. 
little, little cowbell for that. We can't let you. Sweet. Can't let you get away with that one without some with some cowbell. So you you mentioned how you you mentioned how you hooked up with Ingrid, right? You did it on LinkedIn, which I, if you listen to put that coffee down. We always talk about networking via LinkedIn. But how did you pick Navistar and, and Matthew's team to work with as well? Yeah, so that that was all Ingrid. She's a great connector of people, um, and you know we 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 had access to the supplies, but we didn't have the distribution channel. And uh, as soon as I told Ingrid that you know we were just worried about how we were going to move this quickly, um, she immediately sprung into action. She's like, "I've got people for you to talk to." She was getting us on the phone with each other, and it was just happening super fast. Um, but that that's all Ingrid connecting everyone together. Um, and then China's Business Capital jumped in too, and they wanted to, to be part of that because once that distribution piece of the, the donation was solved, it was just an easy decision. Yeah, let's, why not? Let's get this out there as soon as possible. Hey, Tom Curry, who is actually on uh, Vincent, you talked to him yesterday. He was on the Coronavirus Freight yeah. Market Update. He said that he loves to hear that connections on LinkedIn created this opportunity. Nice work to Triumph Pay and everyone involved. Good stuff. Doing well. Well, also a little bit of marketing too, right? Getting your good name out there. Yeah, I mean that's that's it's a nice byproduct of that, but really, um, the the truck drivers out there—that's why we did that. I mean, they're they're the users of our platform. Um, I think as freight tech companies, sometimes it's easy to get a little bit removed from the actual people on the road. Um, and you know, talking to Ingrid really helped me kind of get a, a better perspective for what they're going through right now. Um, and, and for us, it was just the right decision to make. It was an easy decision to make. It was the right decision to make. Um, and, and, you know, I had buy-in from our leadership, from Jordan Graff, from Melissa Foreman. And, uh, the fact that we were able to get this moving so fast is really a miracle. And it, it's great. I, I'm glad that we can help. I mean, in the, in the grand spirit of things, it's not a lot, but, you know, it's the least we can do to help people. All right, Carly, we are going to call Matthew now. We have to let you go. We're going to see if your story yeah. holds up. We'll interrogate him. No, I'm just kidding. I can't, <laughs> I can't wait. To, he actually has a really interesting background. He used to be a product development guy for Arby's. Did you know that? I didn't. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> That's like my dream to make some like fast food sandwich with my name on it or, or just like be like <laughs> the inventor of the McRib or something. I don't know. <laughs> Not the McRib. Don't do the McRib. All right. Don't do the McRib. All right. Well, thank you very much, Carly. Yeah, thanks, guys. The, <laughs> take it easy. Thanks, Carly. The Dooner Dog, I think. The Dooner Dog? <laughs> Scooby. Serve it at Fen- you could serve it at Fenway. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be good. All right. Uh, remember when they were telling us about the roller dogs? You want to grab the the roller dog from the back, is it? Not the front one, right? I, I can't remember which way. We can ask Ingrid. She's the one who came up with the roller dog theory as far as the uh, FIFO-LIFO. <laughs> All right. It's Matthew Maluski. Matthew, what's up, man? You're the Connected Vehicle Marketing Director at Navistar. Are you also a uh, a, a fellow Polak like myself? I am, absolutely. Hey, Dobre, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, What's I, the word? The, the, the word is good, but hey, thanks for joining us. But I got really excited before you came on the air because I was looking at your LinkedIn and I noticed that you were, is this true, you were Director of Innovation and Development at Arby's? Uh, for a while, yes, I was. Did you get to create any menu items? Uh, I worked on that pork belly sandwich. Do you remember that one? Oh man, that you that's like a dream come true that and uh I also want to get killed in a horror movie. <laughs> well, good luck on both of those actually, but, <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. It was it was definitely a fun job to have. Ate a lot of sandwiches but during my time at Arby's for sure. Ooh. Awesome. I got one question for you, uh uh Matthew. Mike Vincent here, uh, a fellow Pollock from Cleveland, Ohio. So, Detroit native now living in Chicago. So, I got it. Here's a question. 
Red Wings or Blackhawks? Oh my God, all Detroit sports all the time. And, you know, I went to college in Cleveland, John Carroll University. And so I had to deal with Indians fans in college. Now I'm dealing with Cubs fans here and Tigers fan all the way. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. You like Staffy? You think Stafford is going to bring you to the promised land? Uh, I think Stafford is probably not going to bring us, but I don't know that that's his fault. It's 60 years with one playoff win. Uh, he's not going to make a difference there, unfortunately. Hey, you did have Barry Sanders, though, and he was... Uh, we we did, and he retired early, just like Calvin Johnson and all the other good uh, Detroit yeah. Lions. All they right. don't want to be there. Let's move on to something more important. Sure, sure, please, why, please. <laughs> why, was <it> impo- <laughs> why was it important to Navistar to get involved with this particular cause? Sure. So, you know, at Navistar, our commitment uh, is to be driver first, right? And that's not only in how we engineer the truck and the ergonomics of the cabin and features of the truck, but more holistically, what can we as an OEM or what can our dealer network do to help drivers, you know, make their jobs easier. And so, you know, we're just super thankful that Ingrid and Triumph Pay came along and said, hey, we're, we're donating these goods. We need help getting them out. Is the international want to be a part of that? And we said, absolutely. And so, again, thanks to Ingrid. She is great. And it's been a blast putting this program together. Oh, a, a comment really, here. Christopher Hayes, just real quick. I just, the, the comments here, we had Hope White. She came in and said, happy Friday. Tyler Harden says, sup, guys. And Christopher Hayes says, Red Wings, Yeisermans. So we already got a little bit of a feud <laughs> brewing here between Matthew and, and Christopher in the comments. Going, <laughs> yeah. Iserman, I've got an Iserman uh, sweater from before the C was on it there, Matthew. So that's that's how far a Red Wing fan I go back. So I did. But, uh, uh, so it, it's really interesting and it's exciting to see that you know we we talk about new uh, innovations and and the things that are being done because of the COVID nineteen pandemic and and the crisis that we're in. But you know we're hearing about this where you've you've got Navistar, you got Triumph Pay. They're listening to and brought together by a customer of both of yours uh, from, mm-hmm. from that and listening to them and actually reacting to what they say is uh, it's really this is the thing that hopefully keeps uh, that we keep up and sticks after this pandemic that we keep listening to each other, especially our customers and working with each other and different providers uh, to make life easier, as you said. So uh, with that kind of in mind, what's next for Navistar? Uh, you know, we've been thinking, you know, what can we do every day? We've been asking ourselves, especially during the crisis, but, you know, even afterwards. And we know that our fleets and our drivers are hurting right now. And so we put together a program that we call International Cares. And it's really, again, about how can we help right now? And so we're offering we have a new service communications tool called International 360, and we're offering it for free until October for any fleets. And it's really designed to create complete transparency as your vehicles are getting serviced at an international dealership. And it's all about getting the truck in, getting it out, and getting it back on the road as quickly as possible. So that uh, that service is, is free for everyone right now. Uh, for fleets who are in the market for a truck, but, you know, cash is, is difficult right now. We're deferring payments for six months to help them manage those immediate cash flow challenges. And then, you know, we're also offering a program on extended service contracts. We're adding as much as nine months or 100,000 miles of coverage on vehicles. Again, we're just trying to give businesses peace of mind that, you know, big expenses might come up, but we've got you covered if you can't absorb those costs right now. So those are three programs. And in addition to that, you know, our dealers are really going the extra mile too. One great example was we know that restaurants have been closed right now um, since the COVID crisis and trucks can't get through um, drive throughs And so they set up shop in their parking lot and they say, hey, you guys come on through our dealership and we've got box lunches for you. We gave about 10,000 box lunches in April alone. So, 
you know, everyone is just asking for different ways. Well, how can we contribute and how can we make a difference right now? And as long as we keep doing that, we're all going to come out of this okay. Yeah, Vincent, you brought up a good point and you you gave a great answer, Matthew. And we talk about crowdsourcing all the time. And, and this is a during this crisis, especially in supply chain, there's been a lot of corporate sourcing, companies working and collaborating together to to, to bring a PPE or whatever it may be to the masses. It's cool stuff. I, I really like seeing it. And I echo Vincent's sentiment that uh, that I hope that this sticks after the pandemic and, and we realize how interconnected we, we are because us in the supply chain should know that better than anybody. Absolutely. You know, it's a cliche to say we're almost together, man, but we really are. We really are. So where do people go to learn more about Navistar? Uh, internationaltrucks.com, uh, icbus.com. We make buses as well. And um, oncommandconnection.com as well. We actually sponsored Transparency 18 a couple of years ago, if you remember that. So we love Freight Waves and we love being a part of what you guys are doing. Hey, man, you're a great guest. We'll have you back anytime. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a good one, guys. Thank, take it easy, Matthew. Thank, thanks, Matthew. Okay, and now the moment you've been waiting for so you can get your answer about those hot dogs. And we can, Ingrid can maybe settle that one for us on which hot dog to pick off yeah, the roller, right? Yeah, I just roller, can't right? remember. Life over fight I can't remember. And it's important. Oh, Ingrid just texted me. She said, I'll have signal again in five minutes. I'm hauling A. Ingrid, do you have signal? Hello. <laughs> Hi, Ingrid. You hauled, you, you beat your own estimate. You said that it would take five minutes and that you, I got that text two minutes ago and I, I decided to give it a chance anyway, because we figured like worse comes to worse, we get to listen to your hold music. So Ingrid, <laughs> I have one question after that, after that text is, is, is the consumer demand for A really that high that, uh, you, are you moving lots of load of A? <laughs> Well, uh, you're more important, and Freightways <laughs> is more important, and Triumph is more important, and what we're talking about is more important. So, hey, before we, we get to, to the but before we get to the important stuff, we have two questions for you. One is, we forgot what you said. Do you want the hot dog on the roller from the front or the back? Uh, no, 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 no. I'd rather not have any, but I'll oh. take the back. <laughs> oh, okay, the back is a good one. All right, that's what we thought too. It's sort of like when they put the milk in there, right? The new ones they start in the back. I just did that. I hate to tell you that. I just did that. I pulled potato chips from the back and milk from the back. Where are you driving by? Where are you hauling A through anyway right now? I am actually in Arizona. Uh, I am just west of Flagstaff. Um, coming up through the canyons and, and uh, close to Williams, Arizona. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a cherry. So, so on to what we're talking about here, and it is very, very important. So, you know, Ingrid, both uh, we, we talked to the, the, the two other uh, co-conspirators here <laughs> on, on this PPE uh, conspiracy, but and they all give you a lot of credit towards this. So can you talk about these efforts and really what do they mean to a driver? You, I mean, you, obviously you are a driver. So from your perspective, what does this mean that you were able to do this with these these two companies? I just got cold chills when they said that. Um, I, I, I'm going to tell you, these people have been amazing, amazing. Uh, when they reached out to me, and, and short story of it is, you know, I did a video with my best friend, David Meadows, and we were talking about there was no PPE, and he shared his with me, and I put that on LinkedIn to get the word out that, you know, we are out here unprotected. And all the places I go, I mean, Hunts Point Market, L.A. Produce Market, Portland, I mean, you name it, Hot Bus, 
And all of a sudden, I got uh, a message from Carly Reeves, and she was like, what can we do? How can we help? And I'll be honest, Carly, I love you, but I thought, yeah, okay, here we, what do I say? And I don't know how to make this happen. And we got to speaking, and she said, we have supply. We're willing to get that uh, established, and but we need to get it out. How can we get it to the drivers? And I've worked very closely with Navistar and International and with Matthew and uh, with Mr. I call him Mr. Michael. That's my Mr. Michael. That's my name for him. Uh, Chancellor, the president. And they had asked me to come to NACV back in um, October last year. And I became kind of part of the, the Navistar family. And I thought, what better way? We can get this to dealerships. We can get this to where people have contact 24 hours a day with people. So... Um, you know, my bright idea is let's get this done. I had tons of owner operators that are like, we will be, we'll pick stuff up. We'll go to Dallas to, to try and pay and pick up stuff. But it was so much, it, it, the distribution was so much better to go with international dealerships and deal with Matthew and them and, and know it was going to get done. Hey, and the work Carly did was unreal. Hey, Ingrid, uh, and people have noticed, Tom Curry from Kingsgate Logistics, he just said in our comment section, the power of social media. Nice work, Ingrid. I have many friends who work as owner-operators, and people like you make a difference. Thank you. And, and I mean, Vince and I talk about it all the time. You know, it, it, I think COVID is one of those clouds, one of those dark clouds you want to go away. So we're always trying to find the silver linings, the the people who who do good out there and try to try to block out some of the negativity. Um, it, it's always great to hear from you. You make a great ambassador. And I'm so happy that uh, that you're able to connect with Carly because she's awesome, too, from Triumph Pay. And Matthew, first time I talked to him, but he was he was an awesome guest as well. Uh, where are you off to next? I am going to Avenue, Virginia and delivering these cherries and who knows? You know me. I mean, wherever the need is, I'm there. I don't care. It doesn't matter where I'm going. You know, I am definitely in sight of going to Dallas and meeting Jordan and Carly. And I just passed Melissa. With, uh, just passed her over in San Diego and didn't even realize it. And also going to Chicago because even though I've met them in person, I still want to shake their hand. But, you know, better yet, I want to hug all y'all's necks. Screw COVID. <laughs> I'm hugging your neck. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Haley Wilson says, let's get this done. Yes, Ingrid and Emily Zink said, Ingrid is the absolute best. Yeah, and, and thank you for, Ingrid, thank you for always sharing your time with us and, and being our eyes and ears on the road and being a, a great ambassador. And it's really cool, too, to just see you kind of uh, spreading out into this Freightways community and the supply chain community. I, I love the work you do. Listen, guys, I hope y'all realize this could have never happened if it wasn't for you because this all happened on not just LinkedIn, social media, this happened through Freightways and you guys have a huge hand. And I mean, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You always take care of me. You always take care of drivers. It's not just about companies. It's about us as well. Even us little guys. Oh, Ingrid, you are the biggest guy I know. (laughs) 
guys. I love you guys. <laughs> Ingrid, Ingrid I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining us. Drive safe and, and bring those strawberries to the grocery store. My kids love them. Or cherries. They like those too. TGIF, guys, and hey, right on. don't forget to share right a smile. On. Kindness T- is free. And it's infectious. More infectious <laughs> than coronavirus. All right, take it, it easy. It absolutely is. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, Ingrid. Isn't she the best? And Catherine Whitehouse goes, what a great show today. All positive vibes to end the week on. Yeah, we're, we're trying to bring you there. We do have good news, bad news, though. So now you're going to get a little bit of both. Yeah. Bad news and good news. Boom. That's my three-year-old, by the way. It is. I'm glad we, you know, Duna, I'm glad we solved it. It it is. So it's, it's, uh, LIFO. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, yes. Uh, For our warehouse terms. But also if you've done duty drawback, it's very important to actually know those inventory terms too. Just a little yeah. inside, inside baseball. <laughs> well, it's very, very important if you're in a rest stop and you're looking at a roller dog. You better know it. That, well, that's where it really matters. I've made that yeah, mistake, yeah, too. Exactly. You, you know why? Like, I always go to the back for the milk, too, because I've done that. I've, I've brought home the milk and gotten screwed and been like, how do they have this on the shelf? It expires in a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because oh. you picked the wrong shelf and from the front, man. Got to go to the back. Chris Jolly says, uh, Haley Wilson, it does for me, too. Huh? Sorry, just got off a call. I think he's ta- talking about getting pumped. Uh, Dan Roussel, he says, thank you, Ingrid. Melissa, Melissa says, uh, Melissa for Triumph Face, she says, Ingrid, we are so thankful to have the opportunity to partner with you and Navistar. We look forward to a very long relationship and friendship. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so good to see them together. All right, good news, yeah. right? Volumes and rejections are up off the bottom just enough to move the, the needle in carrier's favor this week on the DHL Supply Chain Pricing Power Index. It's up five points and now rests at 15 and has a three-month outlook at balancing at 50, which is, uh, I think, where we want it in the marketplace, right? We're not, we're not actually rooting to, you know, when there's an imbalance, it's just like any other ecosystem. When this is too far on either side, it hurts companies either way. So we like to, we like to see that balance there, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, we're not pro one side or the other. We're pro transparency and trying to make each side's life a little bit easier and, and figure out how to navigate their waters through uh, through these difficult waters right now. That's oh. that's where that's where we 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 sit. All right. Are you prepared? Right? I'm going to give you bad news, though. Tender rejections uh. are reacting slowly to these rising volumes, but they are rising. Nonetheless, capacity remains very loose and spot rates remain depressed, but things are brighter now. than They may have been in many weeks. So if you're looking at your load board right now and you're like, Oh man, I'm, I'm still dying on these rates, you know, stay on the sideline. Don't, don't run at a loss. Stay on the sideline. If you can, if you can afford to do so. And, um, and, uh, in, in a week or two, things might look a little bit brighter. Yeah, they're definitely on the right. They're they're definitely on the right trend. The bad news is for for rates and for those drivers, those 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 rates, the the rejections and the volume and the capacity are not at those levels that are going to put any upward pressure on rates right now across the board. Now, it's, it's very fragmented, so you got to be watching the different markets because different things are happening. So, but on to more good news. If your company received a loan of less than two million dollars under the pay uh, the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, uh, the new message from the Small Business Administration is that you're okay. And it, it's further than that. In addition to its lengthy list of, of FAQs, the Small Business Administration said Wednesday that all loans granted under the dollar threshold of $2 million will be viewed as having met good faith standards necessary under the PPP. <clears throat> okay. So there's bad news. There's bad news with this, though. Dan, I can, uh, you know what? I can, as, you, I, I, as you can imagine. I could, because it seems like there's a flaw in that. 
a loophole. It, there, <laughs> there seems like there's a little bit of, yeah, it wasn't thought out really well, especially to like announce it. But the SBA also said the sheer number of loans under $2 million would be difficult to investigate for their good faith certification, given the stretched resources at the agency. This approach will enable SBA to conserve its finite audit resources and focus its reviews on larger loans where the compliance effort may yield higher returns, the agency said. While it does limit resources needed, this does not open up the door to fraud. Um, I disagree, Dooner. How about you? Uh, I think it does open the door to fraud, right? I, I think it opens it up, and it's a it's kind of like this announcement. Hey, we're open for fraud. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd have to agree to you. Uh, how were these How were these loans dispersed? So through last Friday, the SBA had approved. Uh, let's see. 2.5, almost 2.6 million loans under phase two of the PPP, dispersing, dispersing approximately $188.9 billion. Companies with less than $10 billion in assets got 32% of the dispersed loans, while companies with more than $50 billion got 53% of the loans. Uh, so there you go. And the trench between, the trench between those uh, two got 15%. Seems like it should be the other uh, way around. So that's how they've been dispersed right now. But man, Dooner, this announcement—it's like saying, "Hey, <laughs> get 1.999 million and uh, just have at it, man. We're just gonna—we we take your word for it." Well, I think our next good news, bad news—if this guy had gotten or this news and watched this program, uh, it may have helped him. But before I get to the next one, Carly Reeves, she just posted on LinkedIn. I always get nervous right before I go on with Dooner and Michael Vincent on what the truck. Then after it's over, I wonder why because it's always so much fun. Yeah, we we don't bite. We. We try to have fun with this stuff. All right, yeah. here's here's the good news. You're a reality TV star with a trucking company, and your PPP loan was approved. Wow, right? We heard they were all gone. Now you got one. Well, Maurice Mo Fain, no relation to Todd Fain, who was on earlier, known as Arkansas <laughs> Mo, right? Uh, he's a Tiger yeah. King of trucking, a frequent guest on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, a, a program I'm not familiar with. I, I used to know like Rock of Love with Brett Michaels on VH1. Is Is this similar? People dating? I don't know. But he, he I don't applied. Know, it could be. Here's where, he, here's where he screwed up. He applied for a $3.73 million PPP loan on April 15th as the sole owner of, uh, of Georgia Corporation called Flame Trucking, according to federal authorities in Georgia. And he would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Within days of his loan getting funded by uh, United Community Bank, he got 2.05, so he was just over the wire. <laughs> you. 50K, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and look what he does. He goes out and he buys a Rolex watch, a diamond bracelet, and a 5.73 carat diamond ring. And then he got to pay $40,000 in child support. A search of his residence in Dracula, Georgia, or Dakula, Georgia, on Monday, however, resulted in approximately $80,000 in cash being seized, including nine. 1,400 in PPP funds. Um, we also seized a bank account with another 503,000 in PPP funds. But I think the good news is that there might be some money buried somewhere. Let's go grab some shovels after the show and, and head on down to Dakula. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, I'll pick you up on my way. I got my truck. I got some shovels in the back. Let's head to Dakula. I think we might be able you, you still have your little uh, your, your, your little uh, mine fisher, your, your little uh, sweeper there, look, your metal detector. We can look for some. Maybe he's got some buried doubloons back there that he invested in with that money. I don't know. <laughs> so here's more good news, uh, Dooner. Things may be turning returning to normal at McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, has, uh, yeah, 60-page PDF playbook for returning to normal now. The 60 pages to return to normal in their PDF. The Golden Arches uh, may send it look to uh, different when they're going. What's that? I said send it to Washington. We need a plan, too. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, maybe we can convert that thing. Uh, so when McDonald's restaurants reopen their dining rooms, customers should expect stickers on the floor, encouraging social distancing, the closure of self-serve beverage bars, workers wearing masks might check in with the thumbs up or kindly ask you to move away from others, etc. But, you know, Duna, I mean, the bad news <laughs> is, and, and let's be honest with each other, you know, as we were talking earlier, uh, you know, people, when, once they get released, they're not really going to, they're not really going to social distance. Some of the people out there are just sick of it and get a little bit of angry when, you know, they, you, you uh, look at them kind of funny because they're not wearing a mask or they're not quite social distancing correctly. And, you know, McDonald's had an issue just last week with a woman who was arrested on suspicion of, of shooting a fast food worker and injuring others after they uh, asked her to leave the McDonald's restaurant in uh, Oklahoma City. Yikes. That, that's scary. You know, it, and here's the thing about it. I mean, whatever you like believe about coronavirus, the one thing I don't get is why are you harassing people who are just like minding their own business wearing masks? You know, and I yeah. or like workers <laughs> exactly. at a store. I mean, it's not a public place. You're in, in a private store. You don't own Target. If Target says you got to walk down the aisle this way and you want to shop in Target. I mean, what happened to respect in society? You know, like it, it, it's just it's weird. And I, maybe it comes from uh, from. From, from leadership and how dirty things have gotten in, in the news and politics and all that kind of stuff. But it's, it's sad to see how, like, how much decorum we've lost. People just locked in their home for a couple of weeks. They come out like animals. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's always been that little bit of a, a fight against don't tell me how to live my life, don't tell me what to do, and breaking of the rules or bending of rules that you deem yourself as being silly or stupid or, or just, you know, spurious rules. And now after being locked down, people want to get out and, you know, they want to exert their freedom and don't tell me I can't do this stuff. I'm free now. Well, you can't, so. yeah, but you can't exert your freedom and tell someone they can't wear a mask either. Like, what, what is that? I mean, that, that's its own form of hip hop. If someone wants to wear a mask, yeah. like, let them wear their stupid mask. I mean, what? What's going on here? Let's hear from our comments section, all right? Let's do it. Let's do it. Comment section rodeo. All right, from the article, TV celebrity charged with stealing PPP money on behalf of trucking company. First of all, how the F did the bank ever get to the point of giving him the money at all? His claim on the PPP form means that his average worker had a salary of $167,000 a year. That's average? If this dumb F word got a check for over $2 million, how many others are complete frauds? And how do we catch them, dude? People like me work our A off and try to keep the people here employed so they can feed their families, brother. And here is a guy laughing at the system at our expense and the expense of all those down and getting PPP funding because the money ran out for them. And he almost got away with it. If it wasn't for those meddling kids, he should get life in prison for what he did. Instead of our stupid government, we'll probably give him a year in jail suspended. And he's probably already stashed half the money in the ground somewhere for when he gets out. Sometimes I just want to cry because I try to do the right thing. I'm sick of this S. That was a journey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow, dude, you need a drink or something after that drink of water, I think, brother. <laughs> Two things here. I think if the SBA's guidelines for uh, reviewing the applications is as strict as its guidelines for uh, for auditing those under $2 million, I can see exactly how he got this this loan. And the second thing, how we can catch him is call the mystery van, bro. <laughs> the mystery it. machine. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Truck 70 <laughs> Truck 77 says, "Please lock that worthless piece of crap away in prison. 
that has a COVID-19 problem. So not only oh. a prison, but one with a COVID-19 problem, dude. Wow. So he wants him to get infected with COVID-19 and die a slow death? Yes. All right. Yeah, he's really angry about this one. <sighs> A little barbaric. I mean, like, this never would have happened if he just asked for under $2 million on this loan. But therein lies the yeah. problem with the whole loan thing. <laughs> yeah, 50 k less, man, and he'd have been home free. Okay, this is from the article, FMCSA issues final driver hours of service warning. And this is from Joe. Joe says, a 230-page rule? Yeah, right. More ways for DOT to write tickets. This is no way. A driver can remain in compliance with a rule that has so many exceptions. And what ifs that require 230 pages? The only beneficiaries will be the government and trucking company corporations. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> regulation, right? We talk about this sometime. When, when smaller independent brokers last week were yelling all about regulation, it's like, hey, I don't know if you really want that. Yeah, yeah, it's a slippery slope. I'm not sure you want to go down that one. The, the, the bigger gear, guys can afford better the, lawyers. Yeah, the, what's that now, The bigger guys can afford better lawyers. Yeah, they, yeah, they certainly can. Yeah, I've been in that 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 mess before. The gear jammer says, "Free country, meaningless, empty changes. Great work. Fourteen hour clock is the problem with ELD. Watching porno at the dock and falling <laughs> asleep shouldn't be categorized as work." Okay, is that that's what's going on in all the trucks waiting at the dock? Apparently. I, I <laughs> gear jammer would know i think i i, I, I don't know I guess it's not so. been my experience but i will never read a gear jammer. <laughs> and if it is the case i'd agree it should not be considered work <laughs> well yeah i guess it depends on uh, i won't even get into it dean Vel- no nah, we don't want to do that <laughs> dean voluvian he says uh Absolutely agree. I used to argue that point all the time, but never got nowhere. Once you get once you back to the dock or you drop your trailer and park somewhere else should never be on duty or anything. You are normally in the sleeper or just chilling outside. I was told the only way you could log off duty is if you are on the waiting lounge inside the building. What the hell is the difference? I was wondering when Southie was going to make his reappearance today, Dooner. That was solid. (laughs) (laughs) Edward says, thanks for nothing. It took them two years to make these stupid changes. They said that they have read 8,000 comments. Looks like they've read one idiot comment 8,000 times and still got it wrong. (laughs) They should have been driving trucks during the period of two years and then come up with ideas. What a waste of taxpayers' money. FMCSA, that is. Wow. Eric Serta says, uh, Eric Serta in our comments section, I wonder what Eric sounds like. I'll have to come up with a voice. He goes, a contractor just came to my house to give me a quote on a new deck, and we shook hands right off the bat, and neither of us thought twice about it. I'm not sure I'll ever be able to stop that habit. All right, do you want a side of fries with that deadly handshake, Eric? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A couple other comments here. Uh, Hank Wiley says, SBA just opened the the doors for fraud. Unbelievable. Jake McLeod got to learn how to do the elbow bump or the weird shoe tap. Oh, I can do those. Jake McLeod said, agree, the actual data between hours of service and safety, and Amanda Miller is enjoying the uh, the comments. Uh, from the article, Trump says, truckers are price gouge plus murder hornets in my supply chain. Jay King says, remember this old saying in trucking? A right is a right. You are what you negotiate. Shaggy. <laughs> Thanks, Shaggy. Zoinks. 
James Cross, why ha- why has it that why has it the prices in the grocery stores, hardware stores, or any manufactured goods dropped on the uh, transportation has gone so low? Of all the products that are being shipped, the price of milk, eggs, bread, or anything else have not reduced like the freight rates have. If it's not the brokers, and why are we paying the pr- same prices for all of our goods before the pandemic started? Um, would you care to answer that one for him? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what he said. Well, he's like, why is uh, why? So he's saying I'm not getting paid much money to deliver to deliver. Yeah, freight, he's right? saying the price of transportation has dropped. So why haven't the prices on yeah. the goods that we're purchasing dropped as well? Right. As if they're like indexed to to a load board. Right. So like they're just like like a pro, like every day you go in the store, the price just fluctuates like it's a fish or something. Yeah, it, it, it is. I mean, you know, when I'm leaving work and my wife calls me and says, bring some milk home, I, I check my, my, my milk uh, load board app to see what the price of milk is that day and where I can, if I can source some milk and what, what prices people are negotiating that capacity for. Imagine, so. imagine if the dollar store did that and it was just like indexed to the price. It's so like it would be like the dollar five store one day and like the dollar eight store and the 97 cent store. <laughs> It would only be better if you had to pay in Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that does fluctuate. I mean, that, that's a market uh, yeah, that's economy. That's what I'm currency saying. You, the price is fluctuating constantly, and the value of your currency is fluctuating constantly as well. You may buy a, a shoestring for 50 cents, but by the time you got home, you paid $50 million for it. <laughs> but you know, you know what's funny, though? The, the actual, Actually, the opposite is happening because the the way that uh, groceries, goods, and things are, are being fractured, it's, it's harder to deliver them. Prices are actually going up. So, you know, the transportation may be going down, but that doesn't mean costs across the supply chain. The spread has been removed. And also prices at stores, the, the margins that are there, they're not they're not shifting like a load board every every single time, you know, every single day. Yeah, well, there, yeah, there's the thing is the goods are not pl- pr- uh, set to an index, like you said, a load board, what have you. But also, you know, the price of moving goods is going down. That's true. But the supply chain is a, a severe uh, it, it's a it's a gnarled mess right now. And it, and it costs a lot. And cycle times are unbelievable. I was talking on LinkedIn and I got in a, in a thread there talking about uh, birthdays. My daughter's having a birthday this weekend. And, you know, you had to get a, a, a six year old's birth a bike like seven weeks ago to order it to, in order to get it in, in, in here on time, it, just, just a bike. So, uh, there's a lot to the cost of the goods that you're purchasing more than just the transportation there. And these are strange times and it's not tied to an index. Like you said, Oh, a happy birthday to your daughter. How old is she turning? She'll be six. She'll be a big six years old tomorrow. Oh yeah. My, my boy turned six this year too. So, uh, happy birthday to your daughter. Good for her. Is well, she gonna thank blow, you, brother. You know, so is she? I have a question for you. Is she gonna blow out the candles, or or has has that been banned? Are we gonna move on from that aside? Because it is kind of one of the grosser things we do as a people. Yeah, well, she loves donuts, so they're gonna be birthday donuts, and hers will have the candle on it, not everybody else's. And plus, there's not gonna be like a major party or anything like that. We've got COVID going on, bro. So it'll be kind of a subdued party. We'll have a larger one in the summer once it, things uh, cool down a little bit. You know what I hope doesn't survive COVID are those like kiosks that they had in fast food places that that everyone had to touch because that is just abject. It's just foul. (laughs) (laughs) It it is foul. It is foul. Are they going to remove those from McDonald's? I I hope so. I hope that's in that 60 page PDF. It's it's gross. It's gross. Uh, uh, A little cabo for everyone who joined us today. A little cabo for our guest and for Navistar Triumph Pay Ingrid Brown for all coming together to bring that PPE, the 75,000. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, anybody who is uh, committing fraud and taking those those PPP loans, we hope you get caught before you buy too much jewelry. 
Um, <laughs> Michael yeah. Vincent, happy birthday to your daughter. If you hit Thank the you, music and, uh, and play us out of here, keyboard cat, we'll get uh, into this weekend. I'll go watch Scoob with my kids uh, after uh, a little later in the day. Good time. Peace, love. Bye.